Hey folks, welcome to another cast of Dabbling Dribbling. Before we begin, we want to make sure that you're following us on all of our social media platforms at Dabbling Dribbling at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, um, and that you are subscribed and listening in uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the things. We're all there. We're out here doing our thing. A five-star rating would be great. If Do you it. have the time... Give, give us some love. A few stars wouldn't kill you. Slide into our DMs. But tell, only if it's five. Tell us, tell us, tell us we're pretty. I mean, it helps my ego. <laughs> Four stars is good enough for Amazon stores, but yeah. not for this podcast. We're gonna appreciate that five star. <laughs> if you want to gift us anything for this holiday season, that's what you can do for us. Yeah, tell us what you think about us. Um, with that being said, what do we talk about? We talked about the impeachment for like five seconds. Yeah. Then we talked about. Talked about some appropriation versus appreciation, uh, and one Kim K who uh, Did we talk about something right before that though? Yeah, we talked about uh, freaking OK Boomer. Oh and yeah, Zoomers. it's just the generational feelings people have. I was just like, we talked about something, and my old ass forgot about it. Am I a boomer? <laughs> we <laughs> a boomer? A mo- uh, I guess a millennial is a boomer. Yeah. Are we, 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 we going to coin that? We right d- no, we don't, don't like, like that. We d- like we it. delved in. It sounds very agricultural. <laughs> we we delved into some things generational. We want to preface by saying we don't think it's uh, reasonable Accurate. to paint with a broad brushstroke, but we just delve into some of the trends that we're seeing out there in the digital sphere, and we have some concerns. We just put those out there. Yeah. So just be aware and take it with a grain of salt. And our, uh, yeah, and then we talked about appropriation appreciation because Kim K be out here doing what she does. Oh my God. That none of us are surprised by, but also confused by. That's something. And then our basketball section, we talked about standings, but specifically two teams because they're currently playing and we're still watching their game. As we speak, we're watching the fourth quarter. Absolutely. And so that was fun. And then we went into what we think is going to be an interesting Hall of Fame class, mm. which will be fun. 2020 Hall our, of Fame class. Our six is the same. Our top six. Yeah. It's, I, and I'm okay with it. If it's more than six that they induct, I'll be happy. Yeah. And then we talked a little bit more basketball and our dope people were pretty darn dope. Oh, yeah. I feel like I like this one. It was a really good cast. It was, it was, it was lovely. Yeah. All right, friends. Let's get into it. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. It's episode number 92, I think. Hold on. We're at 92. Yeah, we're at 92. It says 99 here. That's Most definitely. Oh, that's well, definitely. but before you know it, yeah, it will be there. We'll be that's there almost by by twenty twenty seven weeks. It's gonna be a thing. Yeah. Um. Welcome to Dabbling Dribbling. We're excited to be here and talk and chat about all the things. Uh, we usually start with our dabbling section, but before we go, we talk about our LeBrons and our Darkos, or our Darkos and our LeBrons, which mm-hmm. is our lows and our highs yep. of the week. So. Sir, what is your Darko and your LeBron? My Darko is that for the second time in recording this podcast in as many weeks, uh, I stopped by your local bodega downstairs. Oh, no. To normally very good. Yes. Price gouging, but very good. I mean... Quality flavor. Yes, of course, of course. uh, To get some barbecue chips. And they again... Did a... They did you dirty. Quick one. Did you dirty. A little fast trick. They have regular... 
Oh, Bane Switch, hoodwinked. They had bamboozled. Run amok. <laughs> Led astray, one might say. Oh, of course. They had regular potato chips in the barbecue potato chip bag. I think you should call the company. It's definitely a company issue. Yeah, it's not like the bodega, like, purposely. No, 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 no. No, it's definitely a company issue, and I don't know how they don't know yet, but I'm also not strongly enough upset at this to do anything about it. Because you're spending less than a dollar for this. It was 99 cents. Yeah, so it's like not a big deal, but every penny counts. You know, to be honest, sometimes I look at the barbecue chips and I look at the regular chips and I think, which one do I want? Mm. I kind of want the regular ones. I'll get the barbecue ones. And then you got the regular ones. (laughs) The universe kind of just does it for me. So I'm not even mad about it. Um, And then my LeBrons are, I'm feeling fine as May wine. I just came back from St. Louis, Missouri, my hometown. Got to spend a lot of time there with family and friends. Got to see the city again for it. In a, in a new way, revisiting the places that I used to know. Mm-hmm. Brought my GF with me. She got to see St. Louis for the first time. And, Your uh, GF. Stands for girlfriend, if people are not familiar with the term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and so uh, she got to see all the things that uh, produced this wonderful star of a golden child right here. I mean. I mean, how could you not how be? How could you not? How could you not be mm-hmm. uh, on uh, a level of joy and exuberance and... Uh, all things greatness if you didn't come from St. Louis, Missouri. Of course. It's such a fine, fine city. I'm glad you got a chance to, like, from what you said, like, re-fall in love with your your hometown. Like, because you were able to kind of see it through the eyes of someone who's never been there before, yeah. which is always nice, People too. don't know about St. Louis-style pizza, and I'm going to spell it out for people right Please now. Please tell us, because even I didn't know, and I'm from the Midwest. Okay. You know how when you eat pizza, mm-hmm. you want... What's your favorite part of the pizza? Everyone has a different favorite parts, but for you, what what really does it for you? As a Chicagoan, mm-hmm. for me, it's the cheese. Okay, the deep dish, the deep the dish cheese, cheese and the the crust, the corn, the cornbread crust. Oh yeah, you guys have that cornbread crust yeah. in the. Sometimes it's cast iron, or it could be some other kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Because I mean, it's just it's a different kind of yumness. I do like Chicago but it's the cheese. Pizza. It's the cheese. It's the me. deep dish pizza is a little bit heavy. It's hard yeah, to I take. Yeah, I can only sometimes. do one. I only can do. It's not a pizza. It's a dish. It's an. It's an experience. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like a pizza casserole almost. Yes. This St. Louis style pizza is a cracker thin crust. So it goes edge to edge with the toppings. Mm-hmm. They cut it in squares. So you. I get, love a square pizza. I, I do. Wait, the pizza itself is round. R- no, when yes. I get Domino's pizza, I ask uh-huh. them to cut it in squares. Okay, perfect. Yeah, exactly. That's what we do. Because your favorite part is probably those corner pieces. Yeah. Those are a delicacy on that pizza. And mm. then the middle squares are also really nice, too, for breakfast pizza in the morning if mm. you can't get to them the night of. Right, right. So we have this special cheese that is only in St. Louis called Provel cheese. I've had Provel cheese. In what context? In a sandwich context, though. Really? Yeah. So it was cold? Yeah. Okay. My favorite part about Provel cheese is when it has been heated. Right. Because in it is pizza format. Yeah, because I know I'm gonna say this and people are gonna be like, Yeah, I've had hot cheese before, it's creamy. Not like this. It is I wonder if we can get St. Louis style pizza in New York. I think Speedy Romeo's has it. Don't quote me. I think they have it. Well continue on the description. But anyway, it's a Provel cheese on top of a cracker thin crust, uh edge to edge with the Speedy Romeo. Mm-hmm. Fine, 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 fine. Okay, okay, okay. So it's re- I had Emo's Pizza, John Ham's favorite pizza company, and 
You know what? Well, John Hamm was a teacher in St. Louis. So that makes sense. Yeah. I scoffed at it when he said it before because I kind of grew up eating Papa John's and Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. But now, no, that stuff was real good. Mm-hmm. That stuff was a... And the toasted ravioli, which does not exist elsewhere. We St. Louis is the only place you can find toasted ravioli authentically. Mm. I have one spot in all of New York City I have found toasted ravioli, and they only do the cheese option, not the meat option. Where? West Side Market. Oh, yeah. I Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And it's cold, and it has no love in it. Yeah. There's no soul. Yeah. It's not, they're not My toasted big. ravioli experience was in St. Louis. Yeah. So you dip I, it in the marinara sauce. Yep. yep. Oh. It's good. It's good stiff. It was great. I had a fun time, and now I'm back, uh, and it's cold as heck outside. Yeah. So, how are you? What's your, what's your Darko's and your Lebron's? Um, Darko, sorry for the yawn. Darko, okay. I'm tired. I'm yeah. like, there's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And I have like less than 24 hours to kind of do it all. Yeah. Work-wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then personally, I just have a pretty big project that I am going to undertake this weekend. Um, where I'm literally taking every piece of clothing I own, mm-hmm. putting it in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. And burning it, setting it on and fire, I'm, Whitney Houston style. <laughs> Actually, no, metaphorically. Pro- okay. <laughs> metaphorically, maybe. Uh, no, I'm just like I just feel a little discombobulated with all of my stuff. I just I feel like I have a lot of stuff. You about to Marie Kondo this? Yeah, but I've been doing this my whole life, so it's not Marie Kondo. I'm just brineying the situation, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm Matthewing the situation because Marie Kondo is like Kondo, I think. Yeah. Last name or something? I don't know. I believe. Um But yeah, so I am like I just have a lot to do in the next like couple of couple of days before I go home to Chicago, which is my LeBron, which Shasty. I'm excited Shasty. because I've asked my mother to teach me how to make biryani. Ooh, fun. I know pieces of biryani, but like biryani is like different. When you're home eating biryani, mm-hmm. do you eat with your hands or? With- Hell yeah, I still eat with my hands here. Yeah. I had biryani like that was frozen that mm-hmm. my mom like sent over like months ago. Yeah. I defrosted because I'm just like I don't have time to cook this week. I just yeah. like have so much to do. Things like there's things happening. Forget your parents and you frozen food. Uh yeah, I mean, my mom's like, you have a 50 pound weight limit, right? I'm just like yeah. She's like, are you bringing a lot of stuff? I'm like, no, mom, I'm not because one, I'm gonna borrow all of like my sister's clothes mm-hmm. for like whatever we're gonna do. Do like I'll have like some clothes of mine obviously mm-hmm. but like if we're going to church i'm going to use my sister's like salvars and stuff like that instead of like bringing my own indian clothes from here Clearly. you know those kinds of things um and i'm planning on just lounging at home and hanging out with my fam you know that's than great doing anything else um and uh yeah so which means i'm going to come home with lots of indian food that i will freeze and then nice take when i like when i have a weekend or a week that i don't want to cook there's food so you're gonna make the food maybe at home with your mom and then freeze some of it bring it back yeah you get to learn to make it yeah i mean i learned how to make indian curry like indian chicken curry like the way my dad makes it with Uh my dad when i was younger and so now i just make it pretty regularly Uh um but i just always have to remember that my parents when they make dishes like meat dishes it has bone in it yeah. So, which makes it delicious, but mm-hmm. like when I make it, it's just it's harder for me to because my dad like literally butchers the the chicken and stuff and fish and everything himself. Yeah. Like he'll buy it and then just. It's a process. Yeah, it's a process, and like I don't it. got time for that. So nah. chicken breast works. <laughs> like yeah. you know, like then put a couple legs in there and be like, call it a day. <laughs> How you feel about chicken thighs? 
I do like them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. My dad's, that's, that's what we typically use. Mm-hmm. Like, is a chicken thigh is what we typically use. Yeah. And with, a, like, maybe one little packet of delicious. chicken breast. So good. It's very, very delicious stuff. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to just hang. Um, I'm only going to be there for, like, a little less than six days. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the way it works out is, like, six actual days or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I also always enjoy coming back home to New York. After, I after like I love my family. I love Chicago. I think I'm gonna do some ch- touristy. Ch- you agree? You wanna finish what you're saying? No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, no, finish it. Ah, uh, you agree? No, I was just gonna say I wasn't ready to come back to New York because I was having such a good time in St. Louis and mm-hmm. I didn't know I was gonna enjoy myself as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know why you then, enjoyed it? Hmm. Because you were doing it with someone you cared about. Yeah, but also. Uh, my family uh, my brother and his wife and oh, my niece right were there and they're not normally home at the same time I am so, so that was really nice great so that's nice to see them yeah, yeah I mean, of course family you're there you're excited about the family but you also were experiencing St. Louis with someone who's never experienced it with yeah you with, with I w- yeah you're right and I was having a great time but then coming so I was like oh, I don't want to come back and I got back to New York and as soon as I landed in New York I got here I said Oh yeah, this place is great. This place is. This <laughs> so place is. You you go outside and you smell the garbage. You're like, yep, smells oh, like home. Look at those bags. <laughs> look at those black bags. I love it. <laughs> um, no, so I'm I'm excited for all of that, but I'm also like, kind of sad I'm not going to be in New York for Christmas because we spend Christmas together a yeah, lot. I was going to ask I. you. I was going to ask you what your plans were, but you told me. No, so. uh, one of our friends is also the one that we usually spend Christmas mm-hmm. with is going to also be here, so you should hit him up. Okay. Um. But yeah, so it's going to be a good old time, which is lovely. Um, but yeah, that's my Darko and LeBron. Um, wait, I'm, wait, wait, wait. The thing with the clothes? Yeah. So you're going to be busy over this weekend just with the organization and yeah, clearing cause I, out. Yeah, because I'm going to, work is going to be kind of nutty tomorrow mm-hmm. and a little bit on Saturday. And then Saturday and Sunday, I'm just going to get my life together. Okay. Because I figure by the time I come back from Chicago, I have a couple of days here. I can do the last minute of rearranging and I can start 2020 mm-hmm. as fresh as possible. Do you have a lot of garments? You don't see it. No. Because I wear like the same stuff all the time. Because yes, I'm a yeah. very simple dresser. Right. Uh, like you and I are similar in that it's like very neutral earth tones for yeah. the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I pop a color here and there, but mm-hmm. it's pretty regular but i do have enough clothes that like there's clothes that i haven't worn in years mm-hmm. that i'm like why do i still have it if i like if i don't need it because a part of me is like what if i become big again like what if i gain another like 20 oh, pounds and, like, psychologically yeah, psychologically I'm, so like i keep onto things that i shouldn't have to yep shouldn't have to um i have gained a little bit of weight um in the past couple of months um it's like a darko because of it might be medically related more than it is like I'm not eating well or mm-hmm. exercising. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be interesting, which we'll talk about off mic. Um, that's fun stuff. You don't want to talk about your in-depth medical uh, information? No, I online. mean, I've, I feel like I have in the past, but I feel like, you know, let's yeah, leave some have. mystery. That's you know, interesting. Let's, let's leave some mystery. Yeah, you did. Into, I, yeah. into, into these things, oh, yeah, we'll you know? we'll chat about it for sure. Um, but yeah, so, but those are, but another uh, LeBron of mine mm-hmm. is that... 45 mm-hmm. was impeached yesterday. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know what that means. 45 is the president of the United States. He happens to be the 45th president of the United States. I just don't like to say his name. So 45. I'll, I'll say his name sometimes. I, I have no He's just, okay. But, but are you serious and what is it? Uh, you, he's okay. He, he's, Sir. He has moments. Sir. He, Sir. He wants 
Sir. Gave candy to kids. Sir. For Halloween. Sir. You know, he did that. He put it on the kid's head, one of those kids, instead well, of the bag. Problem solving. Oh, God. Okay. You know. <laughs> what, is, what, uh, what, what does impeachment mean? So, the my understanding is that the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi and and her and her house cuz she's the majority leader. The yeah. House of Representatives is led by the Democrats. The Dems. The Dems um Damn. on they couldn't do anything about the 2016 elections, but specifically the potential 2020 elections that are happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was um some thoughts about his involvement with the Ukraine government. Yeah. And yeah. You know, digging up dirt on a potential candidate um, or presidential candidate Biden mm-hmm. and his camp. So it's about Shall like, we be? yeah, so it's about that, the the influence of a foreign government, like all those things. There's a really good now this news uh, video kind mm-hmm. of explaining what the background of the impeachment was like. Uh, we are going to post it on our Instagram story so you can check it out. Sweet. It just so that people can just be educated because I don't like it's, it's very hard to explain for me other than just like, he colluded. There's proof that he's no collusion. There is there is alleged proof that he colluded in 2016. I never allegedly uh, did anything. Bigly <laughs> wrong. No collusion. No collusion. Um. So, so essentially, uh, the Democrats and the Republicans and the independents of the of the House of Representatives came together last night after. The Republicans did a like just so much grandstanding of like this is ridiculous like this like impeachment stuff is like dumb blah, blah 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 mind you some of these people were the same people that impeached President Clinton back yeah. in the day yeah uh, for lying about under oath about sexual relations in the White House America. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And bit his lower lip. Yeah. I remember watching that as a kid. Yeah, same. And also the impression and like your facial impression of that was Mm. quite uh, spot on, sir. Mom, what's sex? (laughs) (laughs) Mom, what is sexual relations? Mom, what's a blowjob? What? Uh, what's a, <laughs> what? What's a, people are saying blowjob at school. I don't what's know. What's a BJ? Who's BJ? BJ? <laughs> he go, he, he, these are the same. I remember the impeachment. Because we were young. We were like third grade, fourth grade I when remember, that happened. I remember even then when they were doing the impeachment trials for him. And yeah. it was this guy called Ken Starr. Yeah. Ken Starr. Yeah. Lone yeah. Ranger. Like right. I had this weird concept of what this, like, uh, this attorney was. But... I remember as a kid even thinking, wait, this guy lied about having sex with another woman. Yo, men he's do that the, every day. He's the president. You so because think... of that, he can't do his job. It's the fact that he lied. No, I got that. As a kid, I was even like, oh, it's because he fibbed. Yeah. I'm so confused. I still don't think You're it's like, worth throwing out the baby with the bathwater oh, here. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I hate that saying. Baby, Why? throw the baby with the bathwater. Why are we yeah. throwing babies? Yeah, because it's an extreme example. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) I really don't hate it. I'm just being, you know, extra. So anyway, so 45 is impeached. So now um, Nancy is being, I think, smart by not giving it to the Senate until the Senate makes the rules of what the impeachment hearing is going to look like. So essentially, though he was impeached, 
that's one process of a two-step mm-hmm. process. The second process is that there is a trial at the Senate to see if with this impeachment, should he be removed from office? So they have to make the rules first? That's not already established? No, because, and by rules, I think it was mostly like, who's going to be, who, like, who are the witnesses coming forward, the lawyers, like, all of those oh, okay. things. Like, she's like, I'm not just going to give this to you because then mm-hmm. you guys are just going to pussyfoot around. Mm-hmm. What are the rules? Once you get the rules, you'll get the, you'll get the no, impeachment Phil. paperwork yeah. so you can move forward with it. No filibustering, ABC blackout, no, no. backsies. No. Yeah. It is do the do the right thing situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Spike Lee. So, I mean, it's not going to happen until 2020 if anything does happen as far as the investigation. Well, an investigation is going to happen. How it happens, the validity of it is going to be interesting to see because the Senate is a Republican-heavy Senate, right? Like right, it is, right. And so... In the in the House of Representatives, uh, the Daily Show put put it's like, wow, for the first time ever, Donald Trump wins the popular vote because, yeah, all the Democrats, all but two Democrats voted right. yes, right. two voted nay. I personally think they should lose their seats because that doesn't uh, make, based on what was presented, I you were not clearly voting with your constituents, and uh, Tulsi. Gilbert or whatever her name is. I always yeah. I always forget her name. Um, she abstained. Yeah. Which I'm just uh, you're such an annoying person. My my only And all the Republicans voted no. My obviously. my only uh hesitation on that yeah. condemnation of those Dems is that yeah, I really don't want Mike Pence to be the president though. I don't want I don't want either of them to be president. If I had to choose between but, the but, two. But the fact is like if he's removed, he can't rerun. Yeah, 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 I got that. But he's—you so, said the investigation is not going to happen until 2020, right? But like in the middle of, again. So what are they going to? They're going to have to either choose a different candidate to run, right? And just completely forgive up on him, right. or uh, they're going to have to put all their chips on the table for this right. one guy. Timing's so, not great. Apparently today, this happened like a couple hours ago, Christianity Today, who has 4.3 million monthly visitors, it's an online publication of Christian stuff. Um, you have to tell me, I have a subscription. Wow. Okay. Christianity Today? Yeah, Christianity oh, today. today. I have, that's, that's I have the, Christianity Tomorrow. Uh, I have a very future-leaning Christian periodical. Um, very progressive. We'll put an article out today. Mm-hmm. Christianity Today put an article out today. Real time. <laughs> Real time. Uh, saying that Trump should be removed from office. This is an evangelical Christian conservative publication that mm-hmm. said Trump should be removed from office. And specifically, it's interesting because Trump won 81% of the evangelical vote in 2016, um, and that makes up about 25% of the electorate. So for this publication to come out and say, I didn't read the article, I just saw the title, mm-hmm. and it's been like all over Twitter sphere. I'm just like, whoa, Christianity Today said, like, no, he needs to be removed from office. That's kind of a big deal. That doesn't mean anything. They don't speak for the, all the Christian voters out there. But if a lot of the Christian voters read this publication it's like saying fox news says to that he should be removed nah it's christianity today this is the first time i've heard of christianity today Well, you're also not christian 
Yeah, but I've heard of Fox News and I'm American. I feel like well, I mean, you would come into as my a Christian sphere person, at some point. As a Christian person, I know about Christianity today. How many times have you heard Christianity Today referred to? I'm going to call it CT because it's just hard to say. Mm-hmm. How many times have you heard of CT referred to? It referred to in what way? In, in the context of... Anyway. Yeah, a lot of times in church and things like that, yeah. People reference this source in the... Christian community? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's then, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's I stand significant. It's, 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 it's I, significant. I stand corrected. Thank you for educating me on that. But I would say the and I had this conversation with someone recently. In the root of the word conservative is the word conserve, right? They're trying mm-hmm. to keep things the same. Yep. Status quo. We don't want stuff to change. Right. There's so many people who are afraid of losing their way of life, their job, their belief. They think their Christian faith is under attack. All this sort of stuff. On the other side, the Dems are offering what? Not much. Joe either. Biden, a gay, which is uh, also not Joe Biden, but like who's Busevich? Uh, what's uh, his name? Budetich. Budetich. Um, there's no way a conservative is going to say, "I'll be damned if a gay person comes into or the office." Or a woman like an Elizabeth or, Warren. Never going to happen. So they'll choose Trump because I mean the the joke on on the gram and everywhere else is like, yes. Uh, Trump is the third president to be ever impeached in our constitution, mm-hmm. um, but he's also gonna, he, but he's also going to be the first one that's going to be impeached, not removed from office, and reelected. Question: yeah. Wait, let's go through the list of those. Andrew Johnson, mm-hmm. he was successfully impeached. Yes, he, he got he was ousted. Removed. Yeah. Then Nixon, he resigned. Yeah. So the, the impeachment never happened because he resigned. Right. And then Clinton got the runaround, but he was fine. Yeah. He did the impeachment, but when it went to Senate, it didn't get removed from right. office. And now we'll have this happen again. Right. And that happened crime. during his second term, so it wasn't. Mm-hmm. He, there was no re-election uh, aspect of it. Yeah. So we'll see what comes of all of this. I'm interested. Quite the um, brouhaha. Yeah. I'm just kind of. I'm just ready for it to be like 2021 and, and just deal with whatever. Oh, you think, you think uh, Dem's going to come into this situation? No, I'm just like ready to get over all of this yeah, yeah. and like move forward. He's going to come back into office. I don't... I, um, have, I have a feeling the same. The uh, Biden situation? You know Joey B? Uh, what about Joey B? In cancel culture and Me Too, how is it that Joey B hasn't been canceled yet? I mean, people don't love him because he's pretty moderate as far as a liberal is concerned. Um, but I feel like he's had... Sexual, many, many uh, inappropriate touchings. Yeah, he's been squeezing asses and blowing kisses since he was in office. I don't know. I think people just love Uncle B for some reason. Okay, because he's just like so sweet. I'm not condoning. Like I don't. This the sec- I'm, honestly, I look at the Democratic party of people running and i'm just like some of y'all need to step down because we just need to make a decision at this point because uh, 2020 is in weeks away weeks away and i need y'all to a week away i need y'all to figure it out mm-hmm. i'll vote for whoever is not trump mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty much it yeah i'm still gonna vote even if i feel indifferent about the person yeah yeah, yeah. At the, yeah. We'll i just see. i just need it not to be the current administration because uh this is not it ain't for me it's not a good look on the global stage remember when george bush had a shoe thrown at his head yep i People, sure do that's kind of where we're at like that. that's Oof. okay that's where we are right now shoes being thrown at one's head that kind of level of embarrassment 
So I talked to someone um, recently who said they would rather oh an, a a generation boomer a boomer a who boomer sa- a boomer uh-huh. who said they would rather have dub- boomers also known as uh, the the baby boomers the baby boomers boomer yes. generation yes 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 the generation of our parents yeah th- this is true a boomer who recently said um, they would rather have W than forty five I don't know. They both are pretty damn terrible. Because mm-hmm. W was maybe not the smartest guy in the room. Right. But you had Cheney running yep. in the background. And he kind of created what we have right now. As far as Cheney is concerned, when you mm-hmm. think about the alt-right, when you, like he was the, the cattle, like he was the start... The starting lineup for that, right? Um, so honestly, all of us, all of us, all of it is trash. <laughs> it's all trash. <laughs> if I had to choose between the two, it's the choice between one who started two wars unnecessarily, and one who started no wars. But we're the, we could be in the brink of one. And one of them keeps making. Well, they were both kind of ridiculous foolish at times Mm -hmm. but one's unabashedly morally moribund and the other one is just kind of dopey yeah a little bit but at least w is a good painter a hell of a painter i mean for someone who wasn't formally trained yeah it really comes down to do you like the person right Mm -hmm. that's what on a personal level i would rather talk to w yeah he seems Lovely. Like he does seem pleasant. He seems pleasant, but he believes in things that I think he believes in, or he seems to have believed. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he maybe his thoughts about gay marriage and brown, black and brown people may have changed over the years because we're allowed to be multitudes of things and mm-hmm. have change of perspective and make mistakes and things like that and change. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to give him because people gave Ellen DeGeneres like a a bad. Uh, like gave him gave her some crap for like hanging out with President Bush, yeah, um, because of his like, uh, because of anti LGBT, yeah, anti LGBT, or just like general like, like the things that he did in this country that was bad. Sure, but she was also like, he's also a person, and I've gotten it's to also know a him, person. and like Thank he's you. himself has changed, and like Thank which you. which I'm like, can I say that about forty five if that ever happened, like ten years down the road, right? If he's like changed or whatever the whatever you want, he's wanted. not gonna change. But yeah, I see what you're Would saying. Would we give him the same grace? Because if you have to think about like we were in college when he was president, and mm-hmm. I remember not liking him. I remember John Stewart going in on him every night. Yeah, it was easy. He was and an easy was e- target. He was an easy target, yeah. and it's just as easy of a target. With 45. So the way I would, I think the defining points that show the divergence between those two presidents mm-hmm. is when you question them on their connection with black people. Because in the 60 minute interview with George W., they asked him about what was the one of the worst moments of his presidential career. He talked about so many things, wars and everything else, right. but in the death count of all that. Yeah. But he said when Kanye West was on that podium with Mike Myers. 40, wait, this is what W, w said? Mm-hmm. When Kanye was on the podium with Mike Myers and Kanye said George Bush does not care about black people. W got emotionally upset at that moment, reflecting back years earlier, years prior, still upset that he would suggest he was almost to tears. 
Because that's not his white fragility wouldn't allow him to have someone suggest he might be racially insensitive. Yeah. Versus Trump, if you say, "Hey, you don't care about black people," he'll say, "I'm friends with Serena Williams." Mm-hmm. Next question. Yeah. It, a, a complete ob- obliviousness well, and a lack of care here's, or empathy. Here's the, here's the difference. Mm-hmm. George Bush, I believe, while a flawed person and maybe and he and I have potentially actually no have different views on mm-hmm. many things. Mm-hmm. I do believe morally we have a lot of the same morals. We value maybe a lot sure. of the same things. There's some things that we differ in, which is what call that is what life is with people. Sure. 45 i don't know what his morals or values or anything is it just seems to whatever benefits him seems like his moral and value um and he has been what i think a narcissist and a psychopath and thus Mm -hmm. i don't think i can ever Mm -hmm. converse right so they both aren't great when they were when when 40 when w was president wasn't great Mm -hmm. 45 is present not great Mm. But between the two, who can I have a human humanized conversation with who's able to understand my perspective? Maybe not fully, but at least attempt to understand my perspective. I would go with I would go with W. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's just me. But you were talking about boomers and we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier about boomers and zoomers or zeers. Yeah. Um, and so this is a generational talk. I personally, just to preface, mm-hmm. hate generational talk. Yeah. I dislike. It's a broad brush. Saying all people, because I'm considered a millennial. Yeah. Based on when I was born. Right. I feel like, I, yeah, I have like millennial like aspects and traits of like, you know, living in a world with, you know, technology and all these different things. Cool. Whatever. Whatever the, like, I think there are some things about millennials that I align with Mm -hmm. but there's so many things that i don't like millennials are entitled and Mm -hmm. like this like all the negative stuff i would like to think i'm not those things purely because my upbringing of being a child of immigrants just made made my perspective of dealing Mm -hmm. with life very differently in the same way as much as my parents are considered boomers i don't think they are baby Mm. boomer they didn't come from it that's kind of you had to be in the american context for that yeah like they're not their age is boomer age right right but their life experience is Mm. not boomer experience Mm. um and my parents are really good with technology i'm just saying i'm very proud of them they do emojis and bitmojis and i'm very proud of them oh oh modern i see i (laughs) I was just being facetious but um so i just want to say broad brush stroking of like this is what all Gen Zers are, and this I'm just like okay, cool. I mean, because nice... we've met people who defy those yeah stereotypes. Sure. It's nice to like know that like oh, people who it gives you context maybe mm-hmm. for certain things, but it's not. I cannot look at someone who's 18 years old right now and be like, oh, you're such a Z, you're such a Gen Z. It's, it's like, I mean, maybe yeah, but you also are multiple things than just this broad notion. Mm. But that's just me. Anything you want to say about Gen Z and boomers? Oh, you just stopped there. That was it. Yeah, that was. That's, oh, that's my. That's my only thought. My only thought is that we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, I agree with everything that you said, and I try oh, to remember. You thought I didn't want to talk about it? 
We yeah, have I, th- I, we, I thought we were gonna talk about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What are your thoughts? Oh, I was just like, oh no, <laughs> I, I agree with everything you you want to say, and then I would encourage you. I want to hear more of what you think about what Every, the question. This conversation I heard about this week, where the Gen Gen Z ha- has coined the term "okay boomer." Yeah. As like a, it's like a rolling of the eye, like, right. okay, It's a boomer. very dismissive yes. slight toward the boomer generation. Right. The boomers are apparently responding with, okay, Zoomer. Oh, I did not know that, but that's funny. Okay, so that's <laughs> out there. So I want to know what your thoughts are on that. This is what happens when you put people in a box and say, this is what you are. And then you dismiss their experiences and feelings mm-hmm. and emotions so yeah you have petty instagram and twitter fights that are unproductive and stupid <laughs> am i am i bad for saying that no, like, it's just like i think you're right i feel i as, as two millennials caught in between this and right like we're in the middle and the, the gen xers and stuff yeah just watching this happen and we're like why why is grandpa fighting with with my with niece. With my niece and nephew. <laughs> like, what? like, what's you know, happening? Why are, you, why are you two so mad? At, but we're at an age where I think this will repeat itself, where you and I will get in our, our elder years mm-hmm. up there I'm in not, time. I'm not. God willing, if hey, mm-hmm. we all get there together, mm-hmm. um, if we get up in years, is the youngest generation going to look at us and say, we had a bunch of failings that set them up for not having success? Well, and then is the, the middle I generation of 30s through 40s and 50s going to look at that and be like, what are you guys fighting about? Right. Maybe this just repeats itself. Maybe all the it time. does. Because, I, I mean, you know, millennials and Zers and, I mean, Xers and baby boomers had fighting as well. I think it's just more pronounced now because mm-hmm. we, have, we have social media to have people see right. it. Like, I can remember like old people being like oh these damn kids and sure. their and their and their facebooks yeah and their tweeters and their you know like and you're just like the hell, why are you being so grumpy about like this new technology why don't you get with it grandpa yeah. and then there's like get new hit. kids that are like why aren't you like i mean it's just like why aren't you growing up and like go coming up with the times right like yeah. don't stick to the old times because like things are changing but i think there is a there is something to say of the Zoomers or the Gen Zers, if they're pissed at several generations before them mm. for sticking them with debt, mm. with the planet that is being destroyed, mm. with, you know, and it's not only the Boomers' fault, right? Like, we as millennials, actors, sure. like, everybody has, like, things to... We're all culpable. We're all, like, part of the problem. But it's also like, yo, like, this is, that's not okay either, right? Mm-hmm. Like we there are like when we retire when you and i retire is social security going to be there yeah maybe not yeah likely not i'm i'm living a life thinking that it's not going to be there yeah i'm not planning on it yeah it would be nice if it comes great thank you but But it is not like i don't even think it's gonna be there for my parents and they're only gonna retire in a couple of years you know like i i mean i'm being a little dramatic about it but like you know but that's but that's a reality that you know and so like People and like so many more people don't have savings or yeah. retirement and things like that. So, uh, yeah, for a consumer society that has built on this American dream, but no one gives you the context for how to properly save and manage your money. It's not something that's really taught. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's a disservice to all people. Um, but I, 
I mean, what are your thoughts like when it comes to this infighting? I don't like it, but I also understand what it is to be a young person. I remember feeling like the world is not the way you want it to be. And you're part of the younger generation. So you're going to change things for the better. That's always what we tell the younger generation. So that feeling of hope and pride and spirit in your generation. I hope that's there with all generations. Yeah. And with older generations, I think the idea of remembering the past and what it was and trying to adapt is hard in nature naturally for everybody as you get up in years and technology changes rapidly exponentially you won't know what everything is when i when tiktok came around recently and i i struggled to understand what tiktok was me too like man i'm i'm losing it yeah i'm going up i was like i don't think i could do it guys i don't (sighs) think i get this i'm gonna get left i already know so I know what it is. I'm understanding what it is to age and see your mortality in front of you. And I am also around a lot of young people who are full of zeal and um, excitement for the world and the future. I, too, still... And I think you're only as young as you feel. There's a ton of people who are baby boomers who still talk and feel like they are teenagers still. And that's I think that's great because you these older generations, I still don't lose sight of the fact that they're people who still feel alive and well and also like they're a they are a a group of people with great experience and wisdom and you should be learning from that i i spend time with what time i can spend with older generations i enjoy that because of the all the perspective they give their wisdom is that's the thing I've been around wisdom a lot in my life, and I am grateful for those people. The older, you tell me if this you can relate to this. Growing up, I had great respect and reverence for people who were older than me. Yeah. If you were older than me, I took you to be an authority, and I took you to have some kind of um, awareness and knowledge of how the world works. Who taught you that? No one. Your mother or father never no. told you, "Hey, you should like be like you should no. think about these things." Never, no one ever said respect your elders. No one ever said. That. I just assumed that my teachers, my parents, mm. people around the world who were older than me knew more than me. Mm. So I had this deep seated respect where I'm not seeing that now. Yeah, and I do see it in some young people, but I am seeing more of a heightened level of questioning of authority. But it makes sense that that's happening because I didn't grow up with Google at my fingertips and I didn't have a smartphone right. in my earlier years. So if I could just reach in my pocket and pull out a device that's going to give me what the we're considering the yeah. definitive answer on what this is. If I have an older person who is not in step with that, then maybe I question their wisdom. Yeah. Um, but I think that's dicey because it's now what I'm seeing and the problem for me in all of this is the generation Z giving less grace to other people and this idea of cancel culture where if you I mean it's part of the issue if you make a mistake you're now eliminated that is not a practical way to go through the world nor is it nor is it a healthy or productive way to go through the world and that's the part that's scary the boomers responding with this not, not all boomers but some person out there who's trying to make a point calling generation z people zoomers Mm -hmm. one i think i saw a response from a gen z person who said 
is that really the best you can do is like a dad corny dad joke hey zoomer yeah um i get that but also i think it's annoying to gen z people if they're trying to dismiss the dismissiveness of the boomers for the boomers to then turn around and further diss them using that lingo i think it only further drives a wedge and the hard part and as the last thing i'll say boomers if we if we if boomers are the older supposedly more mature generation right and gen z people are the dum-dums the the inexperienced right. and the highly um zealous generation then to stoop to a level of immaturity of like throwing zingers back at younger people but i also lose patience sometimes with a generation if they are really saying things like again throw the baby out with the bathwater i'm seeing a lot more people say oh the i don't know fifth person on the board of governors for equinox through a fundraiser for 45 so because 45 doesn't agree i don't agree with 45's uh fundamental points in life i just don't like him if my gym board of directors someone on that board through a fundraiser for him i'm no longer going to the gym and i'm cutting my membership uh that's not you can do that if you want to right but i that's not the hill i would die on especially if it's a company much larger than one person who gives money to other liberal causes that i do agree with i would probably look at the full picture of that right and also your gym membership if it brings you happiness and all that is that really worth sacrificing because one person on the board i mean lebron james played for the cleveland cavaliers for most of his career and dan gilbert through fundraisers for 45 yep okay if you live in a house that was built by an architect who also hit his wife you're gonna move out of the house if you live yeah i think i think i think there's like a balance right like there's a balance of like i'm not going to engage or support ideology financial support or whatever Mm -hmm. of someone that doesn't value the things that i do that diminishes my values right like i think there's importance to like do that but i think there's a line of like what is the effect of it right right so like you might not like chick-fil-a because of their stance on lgbtq rights okay so if you don't like chick-fil-a because of that Mm -hmm. then please don't don't spend your money there I agree that their right their thoughts on LGBTQ rights is trash. Well, and I, I their thoughts terrible. all I know are from one person from Chick Fil A. Yeah, it's the, the it's the the CEO head, the CEO. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's you know they don't go they don't they're not open on Sundays. Sure. It's very Christian and like sure. very conservative. So like you, you can it's not even just assuming things like it is like a big part and core value of who they are like this Christian fundamental like conservative thought. If you agree with those thoughts and want to do that, cool. I don't agree with it, but I also like their chicken. That's a damn good nugget. And, yeah, I'm just saying, their chicken's pretty uh, great. Those chickens are dying anyway. <laughs> I don't want them to go to waste. The, um, the, the Papa John's guy said the N-word on a conference call with some people. Yeah. Are we gonna? St- I'm not stopping eating that pizza. I mean, if there's a coupon and it's cheaper, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. But, but I also have the right. But I'm also, com- I'm also coming from a place of like... If I don't want to spend my money mm. or my time or my energy mm-hmm. 
with something or someone that doesn't value the same things that I do, that's my choice. I just don't need to push that upon everybody else. Okay. So that element of shame is the problem. Yeah. That, that shaming aspect Mm -hmm. is something that is so much more palpable since social media came around. And I'm seeing younger people who feel bullied or slighted or canceled um, or picked on in the digital sphere. And then in the real life sphere, those people are less likely to talk to that person directly to their face. Yeah. And when I, where, I, how I grew up, it was if you don't say, it, if you can't say it to the face, don't say it at you all. You can't be saying it to anybody. Yeah. Don't say it behind their back. And on a digital space, if you can put that out to the world, you better say it to the face. Yeah. And I think for the shaming aspect of it, that's what I worry about so much there's the four agreements i forget who wrote it we talked about it yes. on another cast but this idea of be impeccable with your word quit taking things personally don't make assumptions and always do your best i think those things are getting muddled by some of the worst culprits of this it's not a whole generation but there are some some people within who are doing things that they get they take things very personal they make a lot of assumptions mm-hmm. and then they go off in a digital space where people can't defend themselves and they just attack on people. So that's the part. If it's going to increase like this, because technologically we are going to advance, quote unquote, advance mm-hmm. toward technology where you don't have to. You can already do voice text, you know, just say it into the phone. It'll text it out. Shoot it. We're going to get to the point where you can just think it. And it'll just go put yeah. it out. Um it's going to get to the point where it's in everyone's nature to be expected to be checking your email and text every yeah. 10 minutes where you and I grew up. If I'm away from my phone or my desk or whatever, I, it's fine until I get back to those things. Yeah, I'm still of that mindset. Yeah, I'm not going to let that go. A, a, a text is not an emergency to me. Unless I text you a million times, I'm like, okay, maybe it might be an emergency. If you're blowing up my hip and I can feel it, then I'll check it. But, like, call me if it's urgent. Yeah. Text me if it's something I should be aware of. But um, if you email me and it's the weekend, it's not going to be seen. I have been a lot better about that because I think originally I was always, like, on my email, like, all the time. And now I'm just like, the work will be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If, if it's super duper urgent, they'll find a way to get a hold of me. Because I'm pretty accessible, like yeah. you know, my phone's usually on me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's int- it's interesting because I think for me, mm-hmm. uh, like when I think of older generation stuff, I was ingrained in culturally that you respect elders, that they're wise, that you know it's better to learn from other people's mistakes than just you making a bunch of your own. And mm-hmm. which I appreciate that it was like really drilled into my mind as a child. I think for me, in this world of like everyone gets canceled if you ever mess up that's a problem because you're never giving people the opportunity to grow and change Mm. because the reality is i am i'm gonna mess up Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say something's dumb Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do something dumb Mm -hmm. and as long as i didn't hurt anybody yeah like i'm sure if i said something insensitive i've hurt people yes of course i'm talking about like as long as i didn't like physically hurt somebody or and i or i recognize what my what my actions did Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah no what i said really hurt people Mm. sure 
if I'm able to genuinely be say that, mm-hmm. y'all need to forgive and move forward. Yeah, y'all need to get over it. Because right. it, no one's perfect. I've made mistakes. I will make mistakes. I will not stop making mistakes. Yeah, like that's just that's I'm a person. Right. But like finding grace in between all of those things is important. Yeah, it's scary, and and even going along that point. I agree with I'm on board with everything that you said for the person who has a hard time extending grace to other people and would sooner quote unquote cancel someone for their imperfections Mm -hmm. and mishaps. I also see that heightened level of anxiety and depression in those people because they're so scared of making a mistake. Yeah. Because they think in their mind, if they make a mistake, they too will get canceled. Yeah. So there's, or they just, or it's a perfectionist thing. Like, I don't want to mess up. Yeah, I have yeah. to be perfect because if I'm not, society will ridicule me. And that is not healthy for us. As a society, it's no, not healthy not. for not having grace for people. Or for yourself. But yeah, same. Like, it's, it's all, of it's those all intertwined. So I hope that we are in this generational conversation as technology advances and we continue to have these dialogues. I really hope people will listen more and give people the benefit of the doubt and also assume the best in people yeah um Not everyone's out here to get you there are people that are out there to get to you for sure but yeah but, but you let's, know let's let's seek beyond that and, and i'm happy in this sense in this regard that the 2016 election went the way that it did because if hillary had won I think people would have been continuing on with this blind notion, blind's not the right word, mm-hmm. with this uh, overly confident notion that the world is going to be equitable and it's going to be yeah. a black president, then a woman president, then we'll do a gay president, and it's just going to be this continued progressive yeah. cycle of social identities representing America. Uh, no, there's still people who are not there yeah. yet, and it's going to take back and forth and change is gradual a lot of yeah. the times. And I know a lot of us want change to happen immediately right now the way we want it to. But uh, slow down. Yeah. You know, uh, Speedy, if people are in places in the world and in this country where they're not exposed to yeah. things that are different than them, I really think it's unfair to judge those people for not having the same views on things that maybe someone else does yeah i think we just need to extend a level of understanding to people who are different than us and i think people do that when it's a difference they like yeah but when it's the difference of the white normative narrative in a place that's pretty small you know and not urban and it's pretty rural and people think that's uh somehow defunct yeah no, that person's also having a valid experience for their right. life. Make room for that, too. Yeah. I don't know. It's complicated. It's very complicated. I don't know. I, just, How about we just be nice to each other? I feel like I we expected you, you to do that in kindergarten, so why don't we just continue to do that? It's, like, not that complicated to do. Just saying. I don't know everybody so also i want to acknowledge someone two people told me this today 
two people who are Generation Z told me this today, that I'm a very rational person. You are. The question they put to me was, Alex, if I'm going on a trip with some friends, but I have this other friend that I don't want to come on the trip who wants to come on the trip, how how do I navigate that if I don't want this them to come on the trip? This is a Gen Z person asking. Yeah. And I said, well, I think you should just have a very open conversation with your friend about how you're feeling about that yeah. and express that you do care about them and you love them as your friend for reasons x y and z mm-hmm. but for the purposes of this trip here's why i don't want to travel with you and that's a tough conversation but i think if you do it with empathy and uh stressing the point that you do care about this person it should be fine right because as your friend if you told me that I would respect that you had the courage to say that to my face in a private, caring manner. And I can deal with my hurt feelings, but that's not your fault. Um, And they said, that's only you. No one else feels that way because you're just a rational person. So I want to own that. There are personality tests we've talked about on this called yeah. like the Enneagram. There's nine different personality types mm-hmm. and combinations of those numbers. Right. There's the 16. You're a seven, right? Uh, I'm a eight, seven and five. Okay. I, I asked someone who like knows Enneagram really well. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're completely a two. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah they're, yeah. they're like, oh, you're a hard two. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, nice. Very strong. Very strong too. <laughs> the, because I'm an eight, five and seven. And then on the 16 personalities of the Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENTP. That's different than an ISFJ. And an ENFJ. Yeah. See, so we're not going to see the world the same way. So I think for some people to get so upset and mad and reactionary to people who are different than them. Yeah. I understand why, because I'm rational, I'm understanding why that is. Because you're hurt, because you're feeling a certain way, because your personality is different than my personality, so that's why you react that way. But I would just appreciate if those people who are having that emotional reaction to something could also take time to decompress, de-stress, sit down, breathe, and think for a while before reacting. Yeah. Because if you know this about yourself, then don't react right away. Right. Take a chill pill. And this just goes back to my further point of how did we get the internet and social media without a user manual? Why are there no classes? I mean, somebody somebody was um, irresponsible when they created it. Yeah. (laughs) To say the least. Here you go. Well, good job, Al Gore. Here's a wealth of power. Take this and good luck. Yeah. Oh, my God. We gave that to a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Who were just horny and just talking on AOL about, you know, age, sex, gender. Wait, was it age, sex? What was it? Or location. ASL? ASL? Age sex. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what's your ASL? Yeah, what's your ASL? Yeah, age, sex, location. Location, yeah. yeah. That was, dude, we didn't know what we were doing. Simpler times. <sighs> well, good luck, everyone. Yeah. Good luck, y'all. Um, do we want to talk about this appropriation appreciation? Briefly, thing? I think it's worth talking about because holy shnikes, that <laughs> picture. So there was, if you go on Kim Kardashian's um, Twitter page, there's a picture of her in the cover of some sort of magazine. And before I even said that it was Kim Kardashian, I showed it to Alex. And Alex, what did you think? I looked at the photo yes. of this black woman. Mm-hmm. And then at the a base light skin, of... A light-skinned black a woman. A light-skinned black woman with her black-seeming uh, hair texture. And then I looked at the bottom where it said Kim Kardashian West, and then I had cognitive dissonance on my face. And I looked up, and I looked down, and I looked around, and I analyzed parts of 
admittedly, the body curvature. Sure. Like, wait a second. Those are Kim's curves. That's yep. not Kim's face, nor is that her skin tone, nor is that her hair. And then I looked closer, and then you blew it up larger, and I looked at the face, and I said, Oh, that's Kim face. That is Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. I will be a monkey's uncle. <laughs> oh. Um, so here dead. are my non-thought thoughts. I'm not surprised. So some people say that she is blackfishing, which is a terminology used in social media when a person of lighter skin tone darkens their skin to look darker. It's not about tanning. There's a difference between tanning and blackfishing. Tanning is like you just want to be a couple of shades darker. You like tanning. Cool. This is like you literally create this aesthetic of blackness light specifically light skin blackness because mm-hmm. light skin blackness is prettier than being dark skin blackness according to white society according to white society yeah this is nothing that i agree with yeah, right, right by right. the way um so there's that you know they they have certain features that they put on their body like enhancing the lips cheekbones dark and one of it being darker skin tone um so they'll wear like foundation that's a couple of shades darker than theirs to match whatever um if you just search black fishing social media you'll find many many examples the kardashians are known for that people are like oh they're just tanning i'm just like maybe but they are known to look take hairstyles that are black hairstyles and call it their own um like they'll do cornrows and be like look this cool hairstyle that i did it's like no it's not your hairstyle it's a black hairstyle Let's name it. There's, I'm not saying there's nothing, there isn't anything wrong with, like, having cornrows. I'm just saying don't mm-hmm. don't claim it as your own. I just Googled black fishing. I'm just looking through some pictures. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, that's those are real pictures that you're oh. looking what, Which one are you looking at? This one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's definitely a white girl. Yes. That's 100% a white girl. How? My friend Amelia just came behind Alex and nodded. Yep, that's definitely a white girl. That girl, the okay. Keep but like going. you texturize your hair so that you look more <gasps> black. What? Let me see. I'm just look, looking at some before and afters. That girl that we just saw. Yeah, I saw her. I see her white self. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is amazing. Yeah. What the? Yep, that's a real thing. Cause it's cooler to be darker skinned, which I'm, I'm, I, you know, white people out there. I just want to say it's really nice to be darker skinned. Just saying, I love, I tan nicer. She's so dark. Yeah, it, but the that's. So it's I think really that I think up. the issue is like there's people that are just like what's what's appropriate, what's appreciative, who know like, there's a lot of questions behind it. Like when I first saw it, I was just like, what the blackface? Because I'm just like, yo, Kim is not that dark. Kim is a white, like, she has some melanin in her Armenian side, but she, she is a white girl. I'm not being helpful right now because I'm just looking through Instagram pictures, so I'm going to close this because I'm just the baffled. It's amazing. It's baffling. Um, I'm also not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm not also, outraged either. I'm not, I'm, just, I'm not offended. I was just about to say, I'm not offended. I'm not outraged. I'm not angry. Just I'm like, just, I'm just kind of like in awe of the transformation of it Mm -hmm. but that's to our last conversation too i and i should have said this but i just thought about it in the context of this conversation i also want people to make room for the idea of complexity 
Like you and I are not trying to solve the appropriation conversation no, right now. Not. We are basically holding two ideas in our mind that are maybe mutually opposed and holding both of those ideas at the same time and not letting it outrage us. Mm-hmm. I can, I cannot like blackface. Hell yeah. And also see that a white person who chooses to adopt certain aspects of another culture does not mean harm by that it may misuse it in a way or use it in a way she she profits off of her black fishing sure she profits off of her appropriation of black culture and and some like some white women out there and as a product of a white mother Mm -hmm. i don't think this is the case for you or your mom but like there's some white women out there that are just like well my child is black so I can say the N word. I can yeah. I can do these things to my hair. I can like, yeah. you know, or things like that. And like, I mean, Madonna said the N word to her black son, and she's like, "Well, I have a black son." It's just oh, like did she? she did, and I and it's like, no, 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 that that doesn't. That's not how that works. Well, I called him my N word, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. and not with the hard ER, you know. Not it was a it was the gut, not the er, you know, ger, you know, in it. Um, I can't believe they're joking about the N word. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to deal <laughs> right now. Um, no, but I think so. I think there's like a difference, right? There's like there's like if so, if I were to get married, mm-hmm. I would likely wear Indian garb as far as like my wedding dress or my reception dress or something mm-hmm. of that nature mm-hmm. because I'm proud of being Indian. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that I'm Indian. I love my Desi culture. Um, and there's parts of my Desi culture I want to punch in the face. But like, regardless of that, mm-hmm. that's what I like. If you came in with Indian garb, I wouldn't consider it appropriation because it was appropriate for you to come to this part Indian wedding. Okay. You know? With, and and of course I will likely in my invitation will say no box gifts because all I want is cash. Um, if you're gonna Same. give me if you want if you're gonna give me anything Same. and um, like comfortable like be comfortable cocktail yeah you know, cocktail attire mm-hmm. or Indian Indian attire mm-hmm. or like desi attire mm-hmm. or you may even ask like bro I would really love to, like we have a relationship like I would really love to wear like a male salwar kameez i'll be like yeah you should totally wear that yeah. you know and for and you'll look dope as fuck in it can't yeah. wait. can't wait you i mean relax there's a long time till that happens sparkles <laughs> shimmers sateen um no i'm i'm a i'm i'm with you on that front i the blackface thing it's not great we have a history of it if people don't know about minstrel shows and things like that of the past that's where blackface ran adrift but you raised something when we were off mic talking about yeah the you know when you look at someone like eminem Mm -hmm. like why is he is he appropriating or is he appreciating culture right well actually wait wait a second appropriation versus what's the other word Stealing? Yeah, there's another word that starts with an A. There's appreciation, appropriation, and... Uh, Assimilation? Cause maybe. Because some, some may say, like, is he... Gr- no, accommodation? I don't yeah. remember. There's some, there's some other word that is, like, stealing um, or libel and, and all that sort of stuff. So I'm going to say stealing of culture... And just profiting off of it is right. different, I think, than appropriation. Well, I would say the difference between like an M M&M and a Kim. Uh-huh. 
So I think there's multiple levels to Eminem, right? Like he's a poor white. Right. Right. So like socioeconomic socioeconomically status. he's yeah. poor. Yeah. And he grew up in um a community where it was black or white and he like connected or yeah. related more to blackness than he did to his whiteness because of sure. possibly his socioeconomic status. I'm not agreeing with it, but that's his, that's his reality. We all, I knew people like that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So I'm, that doesn't, it doesn't take away from the fact that he's going to get pulled over differently than a black man's going to be pulled over. For sure. And you know? he's never, he's also never claimed blackness. Nope. And he's never said the N word. No, he's, he's been he's, conscious. Yeah. So the thing is, He's never, he's, oh, he was like what, big white shirt and jeans, mm-hmm. right? Like that was like his look and mm-hmm. like blonde streaky hair, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he got the cosign from Dr. respected Dre. black artists yeah. that people respected, right? He's like, don't so, fuck this up for me. Yeah. Like you're, you're my dude, but like, you're not my, you're not my N word, but you're, right. you're my dude. Right, so, you know, right, right. Um, and so. So I think there's a difference of like, so there's socioeconomic thing, which doesn't like, it's not a good argument, but it's an argument. Um, I would say he also hasn't, yes, rap music, I think is a little bit different mm-hmm. because there's some amazing Indian, Indian Desi rappers I know. Sure. There are um, East Asian rappers I know and things like that. Sure. We're influenced by what we're influenced by. Like I grew up listening to rap and R&B mm-hmm. more than I did, you know, Billy Joel. Sure. And I would say those things are like starkly black and white in but in the community that I grew up in, I wasn't I wasn't white and I wasn't black, but I was more black than I was white. Right. Because of, that was where I grew up. Yeah, now yeah. it's a little bit more diverse. People understand, oh, being Desi or brown or Indian and stuff like all it's a little bit more multifaceted. Mm-hmm. But I'm treated more like a black person than I am treated like a white person. Right. Not exactly. In that community. In that yeah. community. Yeah. And, and let's be real. Give me any black girl and put me next to them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be treated better than the black girl is. Yeah. I'm not going to take that away from the experience of being a black woman. Um, so I just like look at those things and I'm, mm. I'm just, I'm just cognizant of the fact that I'm just cognizant of the fact that I'm, that I have privileges as a person of color mm-hmm. because I'm not black. Mm-hmm. Some, yeah, someone yeah. may, someone may assume I'm black and treat me like a black person. Okay. So I guess I have those things that suck. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, people look at me and don't see a black person. Yeah, you would more Indian and South Asian people fall more under the category of, like, model minority, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, which is also really effed up Mm -hmm. in its own way. Right. So, I mean, I I don't don't have an answer for this. I think the Eminem is a great example of someone who is appropriating uh, another culture's music and art, but doing it in a way that is responsible. Because he came through and didn't use the tropes of the N-word and claim blackness. And he rapped about stuff that wasn't his... Ex- he didn't rap about things that weren't his experience. Right. He came in talking about things that were very relatable to suburban kids, white kids. Right. And things where he's like, yeah, this is what I'm talking... In the same way, I'll talk about Uncle Dick Or Uncle Dicky, Boy. Little Dicky, mm-hmm. I have an Uncle Dicky. That's you, a story for sh- another day. You sure do have Uncle Dicky. Who's a little sticky? We talked about it off mic. <laughs> hey, Uncle Dicky, if you're listening, hey. Um, we had Little Dicky, who is a rapper, who is a white uh, Jewish rapper, and he's hilarious. And he's very funny. He's so talented. He's not. He made songs about saving money. <laughs> you know, and about 
being Chris Brown in Chris Brown's body. Right. It just, every time that song comes on, I lose it. I lose it. I, it is so my fun. jam. He made songs about the earth and being kind and nice to the earth and stuff. So this is what Lil Dicky uh, does. And so that's his experience where I, he likes rap. He enjoys rapping. But he's not going to go out there saying he's doing the things the 50 Cent's doing. No. So he did his own lane, his own way. And I think that's good. With Kim K, she doesn't have the language, vernacular, or <laughs> seeming awareness to pay homage to those things. So when we yeah. look at a poet like an Eminem, like a Dicky, fair enough. I did it, guys. I did it. Eminem, Dicky, uh, these two guys are... Their word is their bread and butter. Yeah. What they, the way they use words is the meaning, right? So with Kim, she doesn't use a lot of words that are, and she, she doesn't. If she is a deep thinker, she doesn't communicate it verbally. Mm. So when she wears something like Indian garb and a sari, or dresses up in what we assume is a black fishing, and I mean, it would be one thing if it were just her face and skin tone, but they made her hair look. That she, way, yeah. She looked like some of the older, um, like artists, like black light skin artists yeah. that like are actresses out there. Yeah, it was it was definitely not unlike something I saw in the age of Foxy Brown and and characters mm-hmm. like that of the sixties, seventies, eighties. So she was in that vein. Okay, if you are paying homage to them, what is your take on this? She's not going to say anything. She doesn't say anything. It's just a, hey, you guys, lighten up. One day, it won't be that serious when there's more equity in the world. We're just in a time where people are very aware and sensitive of uh, power dynamics around race, gender, socioeconomics, and other social identities. So you have someone like Michael Jackson went the other way. He went from black (laughs) to white. Right. He was light skin for a portion of the time, <laughs> and it's just like okay. So is he appropriating? Because it was considered more? vitilago, right? Sure. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Said nobody. Right. Mm-hmm. So he. So what Michael did was something that was appropriating a white culture because the power dynamic of white was currency still is currency in the united states so to be white is to be more powerful and to be perceived to be more beautiful and all these sorts of things so michael and his blackness i don't care what anybody says i know some people will say it was a medical condition and all that sort of stuff he definitely actively participated in his whitening Mm -hmm. and it might have been vitiligo and he may have just your, his no, he got no surgery. He got jaw surgery. He got face surgery to cosmetically change yeah. his looks to be. So did more a lot white. of the Michael Jackson's they family. Did. They did. There was a lot of fucked up psychological stuff happening in that family. So uh, I'll never watch that documentary. So yeah. But Michael's not canceled on my Spotify. I still listen to his music because I can separate that man from the sound that he made mm-hmm. and the king of pop thriller and all that sort of stuff i can even almost watch the cosby show now i can almost watch the cosby yeah. show but that's a story for another day um it relates to our earlier point about cancel culture yeah. and the ability to hold two opposing ideas in your mind at the same time and not be riddled with anxiety about it um but anyway yeah, I don't know. Appropriation. If you're going to do it, 
I think it only my summation of everything is it matters to me how you contextualize it, how you communicate it to other people. But I'm also aware at the same time that I say that, that you may not be in the position where you owe anyone an explanation for something. If you have people barking up your tree about, hey, you did this. I feel offended by it. Mm -hmm. I feel some type of way. I need some kind of explanation or apology or answer or whatever. You also have the right to look at the general public of people who are in your business and say, I I don't owe you this right right now. Um, It's it's there's a tit for tat. And I think the less we get upset about certain things, but can talk about those things rationally, not rationally, civilly Mm -hmm. and respectfully and, and open about those conversations and really be inquisitive and ask questions i think the better off we'll all be kim's not going to respond to any of the tweets dms whatever she gets she doesn't have time for all that she does stuff because she's a brand so she's just perpetuating her brand we're talking about her she's making waves she knows sometimes she's going to make waves she's okay with that when she popped that champagne in that picture and it went arcing over her head and mm-hmm. onto her like booty with a uh, martini glass on it mm-hmm. she's like oh some people are gonna have problems with me appropriating some stuff right now i mean she says she's had other issues too where her new um body uh like her Spanx line, essentially, she was going to call it some sort of like Japanese name. And people are like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, why are you doing that now? She calls it Skims. Cool, whatever. Apparently, she has this really cute, um, like, um, loungewear that's like really fuzzy and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and apparently, <laughs> Fashion Nova, thanks, Fast Fashion, um, mm-hmm. copied it. So I'm just like, I'll buy Fashion Nova's. It's significantly cheaper than Skims. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> and, I'm with you. And, even though Fast Fashion is terrible and problematic horrible the, and ho- horrible for the environment. Yeah, but, you know. man. I don't, I don't love, a, yeah, anybody who's out there saying, you're killing the earth and you're polluting the blah, blah, blah. And you're also wearing Old Navy. Okay. I, you know, come yeah. on, man. Okay. You, you know, choose your battles, like, sir. Seriously, there's, you can't guard against everything i'm glad well, that you're I, conscious I, I, think I think there's nothing wrong with having fast fashion or like clothes mm-hmm. but i think it's a problem when you buy clothes every day or every week or like that doesn't make any sense to me like buy what uh, you need not just because it's a hot fast like the uh, thing that yeah you need. then you get into philosophies of like what do you need minimalism right, and, Marie Kondo right. and what we talked about earlier yeah. so i don't know i but that yeah to to, to this say, is not the first time that her and her group of her family yeah her have cohort. done things mm-hmm. to like everyone loves big booties now it's all because of kim i'm like like i like big butts and i cannot lie happened way before kim did so let's you know yeah and sir like, makes a lot did say a lot of profound things yeah i mean he he was just a philosopher of our time you know mm-hmm. he's what we needed we just didn't know mm-hmm. um so i don't uh, uh ding dong what do i want to say the the upsetness part is the part that I just I don't need. Mm-hmm. So if people are just upset about things, that's where I I you people lose me real quick. Right. I just I just want people to be a little bit more for and also Kim. I liked your example of Kim using a Japanese name for her line yeah, and then or like changing some sort it. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because people are like, no, you, that's dumb. That's <laughs> when she said when you say that. Who are the people who are critical of that? They are the people who are probably privileged enough to have 
some level of critical thinking and exposure to diversity, inclusion, mm-hmm. and social justice Or someone from that community that is like, that has nothing to do right. with who we are. Yeah. But in talking about diversity, we're also making more room in the 21st century for neurodiversity. So if you have people who are on, I mean, yeah, there's autism and there's learning disabilities, but there's also genius and there's people like all these different ways of learning and seeing the world and dissecting information and what to do with that through an emotional lens and a cultural lens and everything else. So if you have someone who has a, a, a grand desire to have their own underwear line or whatever, and they don't have the access to the knowledge that you might have, and they have a bad idea, I'm sorry. There's jobs where people have bad ideas all the time. Right. All the time. And they have to keep throwing out ideas. But they, if they don't know what they don't know, please don't eat this person alive because they don't know that, hey, me using a Japanese name is actually probably... I don't mean to hurt anyone with that name. I just like the name. It's right. when people get a Japanese... Uh, tattoo, tattoo or a Chinese tattoo yeah, yeah or a Chinese tattoo and they don't oh I want something that means power but I want it to be something that can't be read in this language when they're doing that is their intention I hope I piss off a lot of Chinese people no. I really want to make people angry today come on but dude. it's also like oh it's cool it's a cool thing to do and it's just like my community my culture and my my customs are not cool things they're my culture and my right. co- and, and my communities you and I you're saying that from a position of my. cultural awareness from being grow- from growing up in that environment but for a white kid who doesn't have from nebraska right who just wants something different um we know what their intention is yeah. you know they're trying to actually what they're trying to do mm-hmm. oftentimes in the the specific example is actually draw respect and homage to a community and say hey i visited japan for one summer and so I want to get this in Japanese, even though I'm a white kid. Yeah. But, like, the, uh. but that, like, it's the one thing. It's like, don't assume that it's just, I, it was this cool thing to do. I got a Japanese tattoo on me or like a Chinese tattoo on me. Like, yeah, I, that's why I usually ask people, like, what does, like, you have two tattoos. Yeah. And like, what does that tattoo mean? You know? I intentionally had to get my tattoos in plain aerial font, all caps, and do it that way so I could avoid any kind of misunderstanding i made it as plain as possible right with that thought of tattoo police liberal tattoo police are going to come out for me if i have this in any other format right that's fair i mean i feel like like there's there's definitely something in malayalam i want tattooed on me but that's my language and my culture right Mm -hmm. and people are just gonna but i also love hebrew and there is um, a phrase in a, a word in Hebrew that I love. It's called agape. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's love, but it's like a profound love. It, it's very hard. To, I, it's very hard for me to explain. But every time I think about what agape love is, it's like it's the idea of like God's Ooh. love, unconditional. Like, I've eaten at an agape restaurant. I know. <laughs> Get out. This restaurant's called agape. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Um. But but that written in Hebrew, I think, is really beautiful. And if I put that on on my body. In Hebrew, mm-hmm. someone will be like, "Oh, you're trying to appropriate like Jewish culture." I'm like, "No, right. actually, this it's part of my Christian culture. It's part of like there's this like reasoning why I like it and love it. So I will get it on my body, and mm-hmm. 
if you have thoughts about it, please tell me. Mm. I'd like to hear you. But when I tell you my reasoning, you're going to shut your mouth. (laughs) I hate when people have, when people shit on other people's intentions with the tattoos. Yeah. Or other things too. Like, I mean, you can say the same for like hair or, because I know people, brown girls I know that have done box braids and have like, Lengthily talked about it on social media, mm-hmm. not because of like I deserve to have box braids. They're like, no, I want you to understand why I did it and like what I learned by doing it and understanding. And I was just like, that's really positive and lovely. You have to write a whole article to yeah. justify having something sometimes, so people know that it. I've heard people say this before, and it sometimes comes down to this. I, I'm only bothered by you doing it. If you're not aware of what you're doing, mm-hmm. but if you do it and you verbalize to me that you have reverence and understanding for this thing, cool. then I give you a well, pass. I mean, um, Jeremy, Jeremy Lin, Lin. is a great Jeremy. example yeah. of he had dreads. He 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 had dreads, or he had cor- he had cornrows, cornrows. And then he cornrows, and then he did dreads later. I believe I thought it was just cornrows, or but was it cornrows? whatever. What he did a black hairstyle mm-hmm. to his very pretty Asian hair, right? right? Um, I don't say pretty, his Asian hair, like, cause what is pretty hair? Hair is hair. Sure. Um, I said pretty because that's what culturally people would say. Right. Okay. Um, so I just want to name that little slip up on my end. You got uh, canceled just now. We're canceled now. You we know only what? made it to 92 episodes cause you just got us canceled. Oh, Great. There we go. We always knew I was going to be the Great. downfall well, of this podcast. All right, bye. <laughs> and Alex just left the room, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it was nice knowing you, but like he did a whole article about like being called out by people but he was called in by certain black people that were in his life other players other players Mm -hmm. and he was able to understand and understand and appreciate and then he was able to kind of talk about it right and he good thing he went to harvard so he could say that very well in an article. In an article. Yeah, I was like, man, he's a good writer. Yeah. Guess he I'm went also, to Harvard. I'm also sure that other people, like his people, also read over what he wrote as well. Doesn't other Asian matter. people? Huh? Other Asian people? No, his people, like his like team. Who might be? Oh, who may, yeah, 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 his, yeah. Who, you know, his PR people and things Got like it. that. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think there's... I think it's a it's nuanced, right? We're living in a world like someone's like people just want to be mad to be mad. I'm just like, sure, yeah. I think I shouldn't I think there is some validity to that. Like people are gonna be mad at whatever they're gonna be mad at, but I think we just need to also not dismiss that either. Like they're mad for a reason because there's been pain oh, behind sure. that. So if people are gonna be mad, they're gonna be mad, but let's mm-hmm. talk about the pain that might be behind that 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 grief and that anger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So let's appreciate more than appropriate. Let's talk more than not talk and scream, you know? Like, let's let's have conversation. Mm. And Kim, girl, stop. Mm. Huh? You yeah. and your family with your fake lips mm. and booties. Oh, that just that got aggressive at the end. Did, I mean, mm. I stopped watching their show, so I feel much, you know, lighter. If you don't watch... They they need viewership to have uh, income. I'm dead. I don't Bye. want the Kardashians to starve. Oh, uh, you know, I'm just a terrible person then. Oh my god. Well, I think we did a lot here today. We did. We went over. So let's just talk about some basketball. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. folks it is time for our second segment of the cast which is our dribbling section where we talk about all things basketball specifically the nba basketball because currently we are watching 
a game and it's very uh interesting uh but before we talk about that game i think it'll come pretty easily um with what we're going to be talking about do you want to talk about what the standings are yeah the two best teams in the league have a 20 and 4 record they are the milwaukee bucks of the east and the los angeles lakers of the west yes yes, yes, and they're facing off right now on your tv which is the size of your wall damn near yeah. Someone went Black Friday shopping. Yeah. And so we're watching. You know, watch- every game we're watching here now, right? Like, uh, every- we yeah. always have, but like, yeah, 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 it's going to be the like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're on the court. Like, we are I sitting there. Right there. Yeah. Uh, this is incredible. Yeah. This is not healthy for my sense of reality. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to watch this game and see how it finishes out. But we're in the first half of a game against the two best records in the league. Mm-hmm. And I have been watching. We have been updating the people. Yeah. On records throughout yeah, yeah. Uh, this this podcast and the season. And I've been watching the Lakers have, oh, wow, a great record. They're so good. They're like 20 and 3 or something. The Bucks will have the exact same record. These yeah, two teams literally. have been lockstep with each other all year. And now they finally get to face off in Milwaukee at the Fiserv Center. Yep. Fiserv Forum. And uh, right now Milwaukee is handing it to them yeah in like in a cheese platter they're up by 20 right now yeah. on a wesley matthews three from the corner Ooh, deep saucy i asked my dad yes. over the break over the weekend dad what makes milwaukee good i oh. pay attention to the lakers because they're the lakers they're, lakers. they're a franchise like staple but kind milwaukee's of, yeah. crushing it what's yeah, the deal what's going on? he said they have shooters Ooh, you know your dad's not wrong uh-uh he look wrong. at look at the they keep draining him Corver Wesley Matthews. I mean Corver is a is is my dude. I'm a big fan. Threes. Yeah, and then you have Giannis can actually shoot threes now. Yeah, because he he worked on that in the <laughs> off season. He's like, yeah, this is I'm in a different league right now. I need to be on it. Yeah, so I looked at their stats the other day, and the Milwaukee Bucks have a really balanced scoring yeah. system. So. I think that's what it is. I think um, we're watching a great game, so we'll yeah. see how it goes. And then standings-wise, the rest of it's all, you know, what it is, what it is. And it's always going to, it's going to change because that's kind of the, the what we expect. I, I will think. say what I did not expect this year is the Miami Heat would be as good as they are. Yo, they're so fun to watch. They are. They're so, and it's uh, Jimmy Buckets, like, he's, doing his thing. He's turning it up. He's averaging 21 points a game. And I'm he's not mad. And moving on up. So yeah, that's all good. What else are we talk about? Um, so the twenty twenty, the class of twenty twenty Hall of Fame eligible list, eligible candidates list came out. So basically, these are the people who are eligible to be part of the Hall of Fame, the players, and it en- ends up being anywhere between like three to ten people get inducted every year. Mm-hmm. Some years is six, some years is three, some years is 10, some years is one person. I don't know. Um, it's not, there's no set number. I don't know all the rules behind it, but there's a voting governing body that like votes on who gets to be on it. But this list, this eligible candidates list, it's <clears throat> kind of fun. It's going to be tricky. It's, it's going to be real tricky. What are your thoughts on who, who you think is going to... like? So there's a lot of people mm-hmm. on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my thoughts on who I think is going to be maybe the top five to six people that might be going in. Okay. They usually have one girl go through. At least one one female player. Sure. Um, I think it's either going to be Becky Hammond or Swin Cash or both of them. Potentially. Both deserving. Sure. Very deserving. Mm-hmm. So WNBA stars were great in their college years. 
may one of them may be soon one of the head coaches of the Knicks. That was a rumor. Are you okay? I, I'm assuming it's Becky Hammond, but for at the way the Knicks are going, it could be Swin Cash. I don't <laughs> care. I don't give a shit. Swin, Swin <laughs> is in the front office of the Kings right now. Sure. So, um, sure. So, I mean, go for her. Um, but, you know, it was a rumor. I I, I, uh, I carrier pigeoned a note to to Becky said, please don't do that to yourself. The Just, Knicks are also considering me for the head coaching it, job right now. Really? Yeah, I have my interview I, you know, on, I, on Thursday next I heard, week. I got a, I got a letter mm-hmm. uh, that was faxed to me oh, really? uh, for Wrigley to be their head coach. I heard, <laughs> I heard from a reliable source that the Knicks have sent out mail to about Eight million New Yorkers <laughs> want to be head coach. Are you interested? <laughs> Reviewing applications, Monster.com. This podcast is sponsored by Monster.com. Uh, so, oh my. Um. So let's make it interesting. Sure. We looked at previous draft years sure. or previous um, inductions, mm-hmm. and we see that they tend to induct as little as four players a year. Three. The three is the smallest three. I've seen. They yeah. had three. And then we've had as many. These as are specifically 10. players because they also induct like coaches. front office people, co- coaches, sure. those kinds of things too. So we've had as many as ten, as little as three, but on average, it looks to be around six. six. Yeah, six is like a good number. So we're gonna choose our six. Okay. That we think are going in. Okay. Do you do you want to start your prediction? Yes. Have at it. Kobe Bryant. Because he's Kobe. Low fruit, yeah. Just, I, I feel like if it's his first time being eligible, he's just going to make it. He's Kobe Bryant. Tim Duncan, he's mm-hmm. eligible. Mm-hmm. He's another, I think, a low fruit. It makes sense for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. That's, I feel like those two are like guaranteed in my eyes. Kevin Garnett, I feel good about. Okay. Um... Who else is in this list? I just want to make sure I get everybody. My word. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So many. Um. Yeah, we're looking at, there's multiple uh, online sources where you can find the inductions. I turned over my phone to Brian, which is on NBAReference.com. Jesus Christ. It shows you the player. Their start date in the league Damn and their it, end date. Chris Webber is Chris, on that well, list. Well, Chris got passed over already. I know. I think I think this might be the year that he gets it. Oh yeah, you think so? I think he's gonna make it over Chris Bosh. Ah, damn it! I think both the Chris's will get it. Cause Chris, <laughs> some, oh my gonna, god, this is so hard. Those are gonna fit in your six? No, it's not. Oh, I, okay, I'm broken, guys. Carlos Boozer is on this list. Boo. Get out! No, no, booze. Boozer. Booze. Sorry, I'm having like a lot of. I'm having a lot of feelings about this. I think Carlos can get in. He's he's top of my list. If he's JK. on top of your list, JK. you are. I'm JK. kicking you out of this JK. apartment. Okay, so Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant makes hundred percent sense to mm-hmm. me. Those three, I'm down with. Locked in. Locked in. Yeah, three more. Don't forget about your ladies now. Yeah, there have been years that they haven't inducted ladies that I saw. Not this year. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there's definitely been times let me just make sure that i'm not i could be wrong no they're they usually do one one uh, one one or two ladies so i'm gonna go with swin cash and becky hammond okay so that's my five okay 
frack. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do that last one. Oh. See, this is so. This is my dilemma. Because then you have people like Sean Marion, Chauncey Billups, like all Horace Grant. Yeah. Oh, he ain't going to never make it in as long as players like this are coming through. I know. It's like, God damn. I also want to give people their, their flowers when they're here before they yeah. die. Like, <laughs> like Matt Horace Grant is not old, but I'm just saying, right, like, right. I'm just like, let's get these, you know, damn. Ben Wallace. Damn. Okay. Here's my thing. Chris Bosch. Had a had a sad ending to his career, right? Like sure. he, it ended earlier than expected. He even posted like, "Hey, my my career ended earlier than expected, but I'm really grateful that I'm part of even the list." Like, yeah, sure, super dope. Sure. Um, but then you have a Chris Weber. I don't know. Yeah, I've looked at their numbers. Their numbers are really good. Yeah. Chris Weber and Bosch's numbers are yeah. really good. Um, I'll tell you what I'm right with you on the your, top three your top three even Swin Cash for sure is in for me uh-huh. Becky Hammond I respect a lot I don't know if I know enough about her to make her my fifth but I think she probably I'm sure she's deserving yeah but I'm gonna put her out just because, for popularity's sake she's I also picked her because of popularity that's the only reason why I picked her she's as popular as any assistant coach I've ever heard of yeah but I'm going to leave her out of it and just put Swin in there. So okay. I got my four. Mm-hmm. Or your two. Kobe, Tim, Kevin, Swin. And then my two, I equally very hard. I cannot, if I look at, I'm going to look at their, their stats right now. The Chris's mm-hmm. that you mentioned. The um, Oh, Glenn Rice is still out here. Poor Glenn. <laughs> your career. <laughs> your career really was a good one, though. Um, total rebounds. Oh my god! Look at these stats. Yo, Jason Kidd got in before Chris Weber. Yeah, that makes sense though. Does it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Where is Chris Weber on this list? It's down there. Yo, Wrigley is snoring like Michael Finley. Michael Finley. No, Michael. Michael, Michael's not gonna get in for some time. I forgot about Antoine Jameson. Amari Stoudemire. Aw, dude, there's some people I really love who got retired ahead of their time. Yes, so, Amari Sotomayor is one of those. So on career averages for Chris Webber, he averaged 20.7 points, 9.8 rebounds, and 4.2 assists. Mm-hmm. Chris Bosh averaged 19.2, 8.5, and 2. That was Chris Bosh? Mm-hmm. He has a little bit less than Weber. Weber. And I would say My six is gonna be Weber. He's yeah, I was gonna say Bosch has two championships though. Mm. Chris has more all star appearances, but Bosch has more championships. I don't know. I think I think I'm just gonna stick with Chris. Okay. Uh wait, which one? Weber. Okay. Oh, that was good. That was good. I was like, oh yeah, with I, Chris. I I'm just want, looking at his face in my brain. I'm like, yeah. That's you want Bosch or Weber? Yes. <laughs> I, it's like, what do you like? What'd you like to drink? Alcohol. <laughs> what? <laughs> I will have. I will go ahead and put. You gonna sleep on Detlef Shrimp? Detlef Shrimp. 
Elton Brand. These are the people who came. Elton Brand also became eligible this year. That's exciting. Andre Miller is no slouch either. Mm-hmm. Marius Dottemeyer. I'm looking at the t- people who became available in 2016. Or who retired in 2016 who are now available. Yeah, all right. So I'm going to do... I'm going to do Tim, Kevin, Kobe, Swin, uh, Chris Weber. Okay. God, there's so... But there's... Man, people really hang on championships. I don't think it's fair. It isn't. Um, ah, shit. Kobe has such great numbers. It's so hard to compete with that. Oh, man. See... How do people like Kevin Johnson not make it into the Hall of Fame yet? It happens, man. This is so hard. Glenn Rice is still out here. These numbers are so good. You know, it's not fair. Tim Hardaway should be in the it, Hall honestly, of Fame. I was surprised that Tim Hardaway hasn't been in there yet. How how are you going to put Jason Kidd in the Hall of Fame makes sense to me. Gary Payton makes sense to me. But Tim Hardaway is in that group. Yeah. Um... I struggle with this really hard, but I'm going to go with Chris Weber. Mm-hmm. And I, mm, and then I have a sixth spot, actually. You do? So I can either do Becky Hammond or Chris Bosch for me. That, I that's mean, my, do you want to be a feminist or do you want to hang could, I could, I could make Chris Bosch wait another year mm-hmm. uh, comfortably, yes. Sean Marion's. Oh. So we have the same list? Yeah, we have the same list. I want to find a way to get Chauncey Billups in there, but I, I don't was thinking have the same it. thing with Chauncey as well. I can't. The the numbers aren't strong enough. I for me a guarantee is Kobe and Tim. Like just me, seems and and even Kevin. I feel like those three make the like sense to me that they'll they'll go in. And I feel like all three of them will have really fun speeches that I'd be looking forward to hearing. I don't have AC. Can we get AC Green in here? I'm just kidding. AC like, Green. I was like, why? No, not AC Green. <laughs> Come on now. But yeah, okay. So that's why I feel like Chris, Chris, Kobe, Kevin, Tim. Well, sorry, no. Kobe, Tim, Chris. To Kobe, Tim, <sighs> Kevin. Kobe, Tim, Kevin. Weber. Swin. Uh-huh. Bosch. Heaven. Well, that's seven. No, it isn't. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, oh, then Hammond. So you're putting the girls Hammond, last. Hammond. I'll do Hammond. Yeah, I put the girls last. And that's the way the program will go for the night. <laughs> JK! JK. Don't worry. I'm fighting with Alex after this. Uh, this is... I feel really solid about this class. And I... It's a... It, I mean, the nom... The, it is an honor to be nominated, but it's uh, a lot more lit This is incredible. This list... Tim, Yo, Kevin, to, and Kobe. We grew, we grew up watching those players. They so this isn't like a Kareem got into the Hall of Fame. We're like, no. oh Kareem. Like we get to watch Kareem the they, way that we got to watch these players. You play. and I were born in '86, mm-hmm. and so it, well '87. You got '87. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, Kevin Garnett was drafted in '96, 1996, '97. Kobe got drafted in '98. Tim Duncan got drafted because he did four years of college. Yep. Um. And that both, that oh, was like man. that was like pre pre teen for us. Minutes played. Oh no! This Say is it. an average. This is Say per it. game. Tim Duncan averaged thirty four minutes a game. Ouch! That's a lot on the body. That's, isn't that like forty minute games? Yeah, Kevin averaged thirty four and a half, and Kobe averaged thirty six. You weren't gonna take Kobe out of the game. He wasn't gonna let you do that. No, he sure was. And wasn't. then. 
I'm looking at the other numbers of minutes played by some people. Some people played a lot of minutes. Elton Brand played 33 minutes a game? Wow. Um, points. Tim Duncan averaged 19 points a game. Kevin Garnett averaged 17.8. Okay. Kobe averaged 25. Kobe. Who, none of us are surprised by that. No, no, <laughs> Said no, no. nobody. He's the only one. I looked down this list very quickly to see if anybody matched on high minutes loads, mm-hmm. high point totals. Yeah. High, uh, Kobe's the only one averaging 20 plus. That's why I'm saying he's going to give me the whole thing. Jesus. Hey, can you imagine it's if they like, slighted Kobe? Can you imagine the vitriol and the the I venom? Just, well, first of all, the Kobe fans are just—they would I burn mean, down L.A. Like they'll be like, "Who do you think you are?" Or they'd be so upset. And then Kobe will just very classily be murder everyone murder on social media, but like, not, but do it so classily, and then like win a Grammy. No, he wouldn't. Because <laughs> he won an Oscar. <laughs> Kobe Kobe threw shade at a middle school girl on social media. Oh, oh what was this about? Oh, you didn't hear? No, what did you do? There was a... I don't want to speak out of turn. Don't speak I'll do out it, of turn. I'll do it off mic because I want to make sure I get the story right. Right. But if, Kobe definitely threw shade at a middle school girl. Oh, no. Who was on his own team. Oh, no. That's all I'll say. All right. Um, And then there's two sides to every story. Of course. I don't know the full story. Technically, there's three. It's theirs, yours, and the truth, and the version of the truth. And God's. <laughs> For, um, Is there any other basketball-related stuff happening? And then total rebounds, 10-10. Kobe couldn't pull more than five. Okay. Uh, uh, um, is there any other basketball things happening? Yeah, we were talking about stuff. Like what? Um, Steve Kerr changed his position on high school players coming to the NBA. Yeah, that's because the Golden State Warriors suck. He'll take anybody. <laughs> He's like, take, can we take middle schoolers to the NBA? You will take anybody Jesus. at this point. Because they are... Not good. Steve Kerr said that Draymond Green, after his several championships, deserves the rest he's getting this year. Oh. <laughs> he basically said this year's a wash. Relax, Riggs. Relax. Steve, uh, Steph, Clay, Draymond Wall sit this year. Right. KD will sit in Brooklyn this year. And then next year will be interesting. Next year we'll have the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Garnett, or Kevin Durant back on the court. I was going to say Kevin Garnett. I'm like, he's going yeah. to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy. So that's what's gonna happen there. Um, so yeah, that's that's news. Um, I appreciate that ESPN wrote an article about James Harden scored fifty points. <sighs> dot 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 again, or no, sixty did points. Did we dot, not dot, talk dot, about again? how we're not talking about James Harden? No, we did, but I like the reaction you give each time because I get so irritated by it. If you had asked me ten years ago, uh-huh. who's gonna be the leading scorer in NBA? By a large margin, uh-huh. 39 points per game. Uh-huh. I would not have guessed James Harden. <sighs> Jimmy Harden is the last person I would have thought. So, um, he's so boring to watch. I'm, he's an overachiever. He has, The ceiling is so much higher than anyone thought possible. Even himself. Yo, why is... I'm just looking at this commercial of um, Giannis. of Giannis and he is just sweaty and fine I mean he's very attractive okay um no he oh he's is JBLs okay he is a JBL man I did not know he's that's a it's a headphones commercial in here in ear headphones. I use J lab J lab what does that stand JBL. for uh J lab J lab okay um. So that's what I use for my uh, mm-hmm. listening pleasure. Mm-hmm, I get mm-hmm. those from Best Buy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't order headphones online. 
we, I may or may not, uh, we, a, a group of friends and I, mm-hmm. um, and specifically my partner may or may not have found in here headphones that cost 190 some dollars at a club, <laughs> like in the case. Yeah. Um, and uh, it is now ours. <laughs> oh my God, you are the worst. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, but it's not your fault. If you have 190 plus dollar, plus dollar headphones, be prepared to lose those and be okay about it. Yeah. Don't be mad at anybody else if you left those headphones. That's what I'm saying. That's why my headphones cost $50 from Best Buy. Because <laughs> that's how much I'm willing to lose. Because <laughs> I'm not willing to lose more. You are eating those. I'm going to buy you a new bag. I'm going to go downstairs and buy you a new bag. You mean you're going to eat it? I'm going to eat all of it. And I'm then you're buy gonna, you a new bag. It's really okay. You don't have to buy me a new bag. I'm, all happy, right, I'm happy that you just the, do it for next time. The two in you. All right. Next time. It's the t- it is the two in me. And also, like, you wanted chips. I'm like, yeah, eat those chips. They're so good. They are so good, right? Oh, my God. I'm just saying. I love a uh, weird thing that I used to eat growing up was mm-hmm. a bagel, cream cheese, and hot Cheetos. What? Don't knock it till you try it, friends. Well, I bet the coolness with the hot Cheeto is fun. Oh, and the and the bread. Mm. Oh, I'm craving that right now. Bread's bread's always an easy time. Yeah. What the bloody hell is that? Just throwing up there? in the fridge. <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> um, what other basketball news? Anything else? I think that's all I got. All right. Why don't we talk about some dope people? Let's do it. Keep it moving. All right. Awesome. <laughs> What up, folks? It is our final segment of the cast. It is our Dope Person of the Week or Dope People of the Week where we talk about dope people or people, things. Well, dope, dope people. We talk about dope people. We talk about dope, drugs, (laughs) rock. We talk about the white horse, the crack. (laughs) Why did I say it like that? I don't know. I feel I disrespected my race by <laughs> saying it like that. Uh, okay, we talk about dope people it. or a dope person uh, or multiple people that have done some really cool things. Um, and I believe, Sir Alexander, it is your turn to be first. If I may, I would like to circle back to uh, my Circling. LeBron earlier in the cast. Oh, we did mention LeBron at the beginning of the cast. He's at the top of all of our casts. I was gonna say, because like, we do Darkos and LeBrons every cast now. No, but we didn't like talk about him in the way that we normally meant. talk about. I know what you meant, but his name will always be mentioned now and forever. Because so, LeBronathan. LeBronathan, who is LeBronathan now, James. At the time of this recording, I believe we're watching the game and he's ninth all time on Assist in NBA history, climbing that ladder. Circling back to my LeBron earlier when I talked about St. Louis, Missouri, uh-huh. my dope person Tommy. is a St. Louisan. St. Lu- is that what you guys call yourselves? Not yeah. a Missourian? Uh, I don't know. I just, wanted to be, I just wanted to be that <laughs> We're person. <both. laughs> We're both. Because right. I don't call myself an Illinoisan. Is that what you all would call yourselves? Or is it? It's not Illinoisan because the S is silent. Illinoisan. Is it not? Is it, is, I'm a uh, this is a legit question. The uh-huh. Illini. That's a tribe, the yes. Native American tribe. So yes. you're not Illini. Yeah. You would be Ill- Illinois. No, Illinoisan. I know. The S's. Don't, don't you say it. Illinois. Um, whatever. Natalie. And it's not Chicago, the way that my Indian parents used to say it. Yo, Chicano, man. That's no. what Lupe would say. Right, 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 right. right. Um, go. Natalie Sago. 
Nelly Sago. Say more, please. Maybe pronounce Sago, but I'm going to say Sago. Okay, I'm into it. S-A-G-O. Natalie, let us know if we're wrong. Natalie Sago is from St. Louis, Missouri. Specifically, she's pretty much from Farmington, Missouri. Mm -hmm. When we would do, uh, when it was snowing outside and they were doing school closures on the news, you know, you'd watch for your school. Yeah, they always got off from school. I never got jack squat. Yo, yo same. When these kids have snow days, I just want to punch everybody in the face. Holy hell, passing the torch. Is that for assists? No, is that all-time scoring? Oh, no, they're talking about by decade. Ah. Yeah, by decade. Sorry, we're looking at the TV. Sorry, we were checking out something. Um... You know, that's really rude of us. I'm sorry. You're listening and you can't see what we're looking at. We didn't even describe it. The TV was showing, the television, television was showing yes. us by the decades, like 70s, 80s, 90s, who were the marquee players of the generation, the defining players. This decade is LeBron and James. The 2010s. As we're coming up on New Year's, they said LeBron is the guy of 2010s. I think that's fair. And no one disagrees. So, one. Um, Natalie Sago is one of only four female arrests in the NBA currently currently she is from Farmington Missouri she only seven years ago was calling middle school games wow and AAU Mm -hmm. and so she was playing and growing up uh with her dad who was a referee Mm -hmm. and so she watched her dad ref a lot of games and then she refed her first middle school game she said honestly I hated it it wasn't fun I did not enjoy it it was like painful but Watching my dad do it, I knew how to do it. And even when she was calling high school games, she got to call about three high school games with her dad. She said those were magical moments she really enjoyed. Um, Excuse the fire's uh, siren in the background. I mean, this is is New York City. This is what happens. Yeah. And so she... um, Oh, her dad is Dr. Shelton Sago, an optometrist. Wow, what a what and a And also a referee. Yeah, stop yelling at your referees. They have real jobs and they just do part time refereeing. They're out here for your ass. So you can play a game. If you don't have referees, you can't play a game. Stop yelling at them. Jeez. Um anyway, so she would do this for them and then one day she was working her way up the ladder to coach college and mm-hmm. she was coaching a game at Fontbonne University, downtown St. Louis. <laughs> And You're so happy about Louis. there were 20 people in the stands approximately, she said. But one of those people in the stands was an NBA referee scout. Oh. And they said, hey, hey, They do hey. scouts for that? Sure do. That totally makes sense. And they said, we want you to coach some G League games and some WNBA games. You mean rough. Yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So she was refing G League and WNBA games for some time. Mm-hmm. And then she got, a, she got a call one day on a plane ride recently where she was writing and someone uh from their office for referees says um they call her uh, it was a new york number that came up a 212 number sure and it was michelle johnson one of her bosses and she said um all your hard work and everything has paid off Mm -hmm. and we just like to welcome you to the nba staff as a full-time nba referee so Natalie Sago uh, then was her first game was the Memphis Grizzlies against the Golden State Warriors. Wow. Two now not really great teams. And, <laughs> but, still. Um, but that's where they start you off. Right. Yeah. And the two games she said were pretty memorable for her. Mm-hmm. She got to officiate uh, Dirk Nowitzki's last game and Dwayne Wade's last game. OK, that's super cool. Right. That's, I mean, Natalie's crushing, and she doesn't have some chump teams to, to ref. She said, um, "It's even harder." Oh yeah. Anyway, but 
So they asked her what's among the well wishes and handshakes from coaches and players. There's one she'll never forget. Which is? LeBron James. Yeah, I think if I shook his hand, I probably would pass out. So that makes sense. He 100% knew, makes sense to me. <laughs> she said, quote, he knew my name and obviously I knew who he was, but it was still awesome because he said, hey, Natalie, nice to meet you. LeBron James. Wow. Honestly, like if I was LeBron, I'd be like, hey, Natalie, nice to meet you. And I'm just like, and yeah, like, I would do I would, I would still talk and say, how right, are you? Whatever. Right, right, right. But I'm not going to introduce myself. It's like, you know who I am. Yeah. Yo, that's. So. Man, that um, guy is cut from a different cloth. I'm telling you. It gives, Natalie said, it gives me the chills because I'm like, this is so awesome. This is my job, you know? Just being out there and doing what you love every night. It's just, I mean. You can't put it into words. So, my dope person, uh, new uh, NBA ref uh, from last year, but fellow St. Louis and Natalie Sago. Keep doing your thing. Making those calls. Hey, wow. It's it's cool to see that there's four. I wish there were more, but it's more than any other te- any other sure. league, so sure. I'll, I'll take it. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so, my dope person are dope people, mm-hmm. um, specifically uh, a bunch of black girls doing magical things. Cool. Um, so my dope people are, let me just make sure I get all of their names. Uh, 2019 Miss America, Nia Franklin, 2019 Miss Teen USA, um, Kay, uh, Kaylee Garris, uh, 2019, uh, oh, Miss Teen USA, I'm sorry, Kaylee, uh, Garris, Miss USA, 2019 Miss USA, um, Chalice Christ, um, and, 2019 Miss Universe, so Zo Zibini Tunzi, and 2019 Miss World, Tony Sin- Tony and Singh of Jamaica. Um, Miss Universe was uh, from Miss, uh, from South Africa, and everyone else is from America. Mm. This is the first time in the history of all of these pageantries, mm-hmm. which I usually am considering like, ah, oh, it's kind of weird, whatever. Yeah. The only time I like paid attention to is whenever an Indian chick did anything cool. Yeah, sure. I'm like, yeah, Ashwarya Rai, you did it. Priyanka Chopra, you were Miss World. That's cool. Priyanka Chopra was Miss World? Mm-hmm. Back, in the, back in the her, 90s. That's how she got her start? Before she got into Bollywood, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Ashwarya Rai was Miss World as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, like, so like that's all I really thought about. I actually know Nia, Nia Franklin, uh, 2019 Miss America. Um, she's pretty fantastic. Um, she's hung out in this apartment too. She's super, yeah. super lovely. Um, so I just want to give props to these five beautiful women for um, breaking beauty stereotypes out there because much of these pageantries were... Uh, uh, were very uh, white, white, some might say, mm-hmm. and this is the first time that the, that all of the the five major beauty places were uh, crowned by all black women. Okay, um, I believe uh, Tony Ansing, who was just recently uh, crowned as Miss World, um, is part Indian. Her last name is Singh, mm-hmm, spelled like mm-hmm. uh, Punjabi Singh. Sounds um, right. And she's from Jamaica, and one of the finalists was. Miss Nigeria, and when she won, when Miss when Miss Jamaica won, mm-hmm. Nigeria lost it. Like her contestant, like you know how you're like standing with the mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. you're about to get crowned with. Yeah, she lost. She she lost it. And like she celebrated her sister so hard. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, that's so awesome to see that. Like it, like they were just happy that 
she won. Absolutely. Like, it wasn't like nothing was taken away from her. And all of these five women, specifically Miss Universe, uh, Zozibini uh, Tunzi, her answer to one of the questions she got was like, beauty standards were not my face and my hair. And like she wears her hair natural, she has she's darker skin. Miss Teen USA broke beauty standards by wearing her hair natural and like mm-hmm. like an afro. All of these women are from like light skin black to dark skin black. Like mm-hmm. there, it isn't like all of them are light skin because it's pretty, mm-hmm. or like not all their hair is like you know super straight and whatever. Um, it's just amazing. They all have incredible careers and are doing uh, incredible career goals. Mm-hmm. Some want to be doctors. Some are wanting to be lawyers and doing, you know, humanitarian work and things of that nature. So if, I just want to say it's super cool to see five beautiful black girls doing their thing and redefining what beauty is because it be cool, It would have been cool to grow up seeing that. And I'm glad that they're the ones who are... Um, it's just sad that it took as long as it did for all five of them to be, you know, because usually it's a bunch of white girls, which is great, beautiful, beautiful white girls, but it's fine. But you know, there's more than white people here. It's fine. They're gonna be the well, minority. I'm happy for the for girls the of color who mm-hmm. will grow up watching this and see this and say, "Oh, okay, yeah, this is possible in the new world and yeah. in my world." And, and they're all incredibly smart, right? So it's not it's not just beauty; it's sure. also brains and it's a total package uh, pageant, right? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean. There's still obviously like, I don't like sizeism the- and things like that within beauty yeah. worlds. Like a big, like a like an average size girl like me or a plus size girl probably would never. I don't like the term like, beauty pageant. Neither do I. But I this is changed. where this is where we're at. We'll take small steps. We'll take small wins. Right? A win is a win. So congrats, ladies. You're killing it. I'm I'm literally cheering you on, and so are many people out there. It's great. So we had we, we picked ladies today. I mean, I'm not ladies. Mad. I'm not mad. Yeah, you you do it more often than I do. I try to it's find because, my spots. It's because I have a vagina. You said it, not me. I mean, it's a thing. Okay. <laughs> hey. It's a salient identity of mine, so thus it it I, shows up a lot more. I would imagine. <laughs> Very good. All right, folks, that's our cast. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen or follow us on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and that you are subscribed to us wherever you listen to your podcasts because we like to hear from you. Rate us, comment, slide into our DMs. Mm-hmm. We'll be into it. Um, any last words for the good of the order, Sir Alexander? Uh, everybody have a wonderful. Are we gonna do another recording? We have to talk about that. We may or may okay, not do it next then week. Then I won't wish everyone well. I wish you mediocre. And I'm until dead. then, um, <laughs> I wish everyone if, mediocre. <laughs> if you are like, if you are like me, and you're just looking for a couple hours to kill this weekend, listen to all of Nelly's greatest hits. I'm It'll take you some time. St. Louis, I rep you hard. <laughs> Be well. Three one four Hustle City. It's your boy. All right. Shut down. <laughs> I don't know why I had, I had to say something at this point. Anyway, <laughs> be dope, folks, and we'll catch you later. See ya.